glad to see everybody's here this morning. Um, we were asked to speak on spiritual authority. So I think we have a few things to say about, um, well, teach on speech or spiritual authority. We don't have it all down pat yet, but we um, have been through, through a few things. So I just want to pray before we get started, um, because I believe that God can... Um, move and do some, thing, do some things this morning. So let's pray. Lord, thank you for a good day today. Lord, we just ask that your Holy Spirit um, comes today and moves and uh, changes hearts and minds for, in a good way. Help us to be able to say the things that you want us to say, not what we want to say, but what you have for, for your people in the church. Um, Lord, just thank you so much for loving us. Thank you so much for all that you do for us day in and day out. And um, help us to stay strong. And um, I just pray that you will open the hearts and minds of your people, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay. Um, so bear with us, because it's hard when you're pre- trying to prepare for two people to talk. And we do want it to flow, and we do want to be um, vulnerable, <laughs> Um, you know, it's easier, well, for me anyway, it's easier to be vulnerable when you're on the other side and you have victory, (laughs) but when you're still in the midst of something, it's a little bit harder, Um, so I'm just going to be really honest. Um, The first time I ever really saw power and authority honestly wasn't in the church. It was in our garage in Florida. Um, Hurricane Charlie was headed our way. Category five storm, and um, it was going to be a direct hit where we were. And uh, the closer it got, the more fearful I got. And the more I looked at our house, like it is not going to withstand a category five storm. And um, Rusty went out to the garage. That's his place, it's like his domain. It is. Um, And I listened to my husband speak in a way I'd never heard him speak before. And he took authority over the storm, and he commanded it to turn. And I'd like to say that I was, like, all in, and but I wasn't. I'm not done. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Don't do that. (laughs) Um, But I wasn't, because I was already fearful. Um, But what happened is the storm did turn, and we did not get hit. And, you know, some people could go, oh, that's a coincidence, maybe. But I knew that the Lord was starting to teach me something right there and then through what I saw my husband display. And that started my journey of really understanding. See, I knew a lot about spiritual... Do you still want to talk? Um, I knew a lot about spiritual authority as far as... Um, defense, you know, being on the defense, the, you know, the shield and the helmet and all those different pieces of armor. But I didn't know a lot about offense. So that really started the journey of learning how to use God's word, how to declare things. Um, the reason why I think Linda was so scared was because um, I, I had done some work um, for a lady out on the island and she was an older lady, and she was actually, I went out to the island to pick her up and stay with us. 
So it wasn't just um, just us and our family. It was another lady that was in our house um, that was an older lady, and um, she was kind of fearful to stay by herself. And, and I think that because I remember um, coming back in, and Linda said, um, no, we need to leave. <laughs> so, and I know that was fear, but um, I said, I'm not going to where. And because she said, well, we don't, it's not only our family, it's another, it's a lady too that's, uh, I forget her name. Uh, yeah, Eleanor. But um, she was staying with us. And, 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 I, and I understand what Linda was saying, but um, I think a lot of times what we do is we have, um, we don't realize the authority, authority that Jesus has given us. Um, and we don't walk in that sometimes, but we are learning. I, I'm not saying that we have it all together, but um, it's pretty amazing that, um, that we can change the weather um, and we can take authority over things that we have um, in our personal home. I know when we first moved in um, to our house, I went around and anointed um, all the windows and doors with, uh, with oil in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And then we had people come over and pray with us, um, uh, like a, a night of prayer or whatever, or worship, but get together and just talk and pray. And, and, and that was good. So I just want to encourage you guys to, that does make a difference. Um, it's pretty amazing how just when you think that um, things aren't going to work the way they should, um, God steps in and says, I got your back. I'll never leave you and never forsake you. I'll always be with you. So when we're walking in power and authority, I think the big thing that we've got to remember is the power is not us. It's in us. The Spirit of God is in us, but it has to come out of us to be powerful. And, um, and I was thinking about this the other day, like if Rusty bought me a car... Hint, hint. Um, and he hands me the keys, but I leave the car just sitting. That car's doing me no good. I've got the keys, I've got the title, I've got the vehicle, but I'm doing nothing with it. It's just sitting there. That is how a lot of us are. I mean, that's, that's how a lot of us are. Um, we've got the power, but we are not releasing it. We are not walking in it. And I'm going to just tell you, over the last couple of years, it has been, um, I've been on a journey where, honestly, I wasn't even sure if I was going to make it through. Um, just a lot of, anyway. Um, what is in you is what you will release. So if, when I'm walking in fear and anxiety and stress, that's exactly what I'm releasing. I'm no longer releasing the kingdom. I know I'm not the only one going through that. But I will tell you that when you are going through something like that, you are quite certain and convinced you are the only one going through it. Okay? You know, we are going to talk about the enemy because we do have one, and we are not devil chasers, and we do not want to give him any more um, recognition. We just want to, we need to know who our enemy is and how to, and how to fight him. That, that's the bottom line. Um, because of the, otherwise, he will win. And 
for me personally, my, I, I have a weakness in my, you know, fear is something I've grown up with. I was raised in a fearful home. So if you're raised in that, more than likely you'll carry that into your own adulthood. Learning how to conquer fear and stay connected to the Holy Spirit is a whole different way of living. The only way that we walk in the power and the authority that Jesus died to give us is if we are secure in who we are. We have to be secure in our identity. And when you are not secure in your identity, you cannot walk by faith. And if you are not walking by faith, you will not walk in authority. Okay? This is just truth. I know this. I've lived it over the last couple of years. Um, I don't do well with being blindsided um, in, our, in, our, in my own personal, in our family. We've been blindsided with some things that um, were very difficult for me to um, get my feet back under me and see things through his eyes and walk in the power and authority that I had been given. Um, I walked in fear. You have walked in fear. I have walked in fear. <laughs> I'm walking out of fear. Um, a lot of things got distorted during that time. Uh, I sat Rusty down and told him I didn't think our marriage was going to make it. And I meant that because it was very real. It was very real that I was believing these lies. And I'm telling you guys, the lies can become so believable. Um, there were days that I wanted to pack my bags and I wanted to leave. I didn't care where I was going. I just wanted to leave. Because maybe that would fix things. If you don't have a village around you that will speak life and that will call you out on the lies that you're, that you're feeling, you won't make it. I'm just telling you. Because I've barely made it. And I think of myself as somebody that's very strong and confident and won't go down without a huge fight. And the enemy almost took me out. He isn't going to, but I'm telling you, it was very close is how I felt. Is that true? I don't know. I think what happens sometimes is we get isolated and we don't um, actually tell other people, or like our church body or even um, our closest friends sometimes, what's going on because the devil don't want us to. Because what happens is if he can keep you alone and isolated and keep you thinking the same lies that he's going to tell you because that's all he can tell is lies, um, he knows that he can probably um, keep you away from people that are going to encourage you to pray for you and to help you along your way. Um, and it's just like with anything else. If, you're, if somebody has a car for sale and you need a car and they never told you and they sold it, <laughs> you, you didn't know it, but that's why we need to, um, as a church family and a church body, to be able to um, speak with each other and, and fellowship with each other so we know how to pray for each other, and, and not because of gossip, but um, truly pray and seek God for the things that he has for us. Um, there was a couple of things, well, actually one thing that I, wrote, I had written down, well, a couple, but um, if you get offended, it will choke the word. And Satan will steal the word. If Satan steals the word, he will steal your faith. 
if he steals your faith, he will steal your anointing. And if he steals your anointing, um, you do not have anything to remove uh, burdens or destroy yokes. And I noticed that... Um, Oh. <laughs> you want me to read it? You... Yeah, if you want to. Okay. Um, Satan will steal the word. If he steals the word, he will steal your faith. If he steals your faith, he will steal your anointing. If he steals your anointing, you've got nothing left to remove burdens and destroy yokes. Right. And that's pretty much where where I was walking. Um, And, you know, sometimes people are going to have to speak some hard things to you. You know, and and I'm thankful, you know, I I met with Tim, and I'm, like, telling him all this stuff and what I'm feeling and what I know. And you know what he said to me? He said, you are frustrating me. I was. I was frustrating myself because these were all lies, but they were so real in my mind. And and you know what I sensed the Lord saying so many times was, ask me. And I wouldn't do it. I, I just couldn't even bring my, I couldn't bring myself to ask the Lord how he was seeing things. I just couldn't do it. And I know y'all are, y'all are listening to this and you're probably thinking, God, she is crazy. Well, it felt like it. It did. Um, I have no problem asking the Lord to help me see a situation or to see somebody else. But what I could not and would not do is ask him how he saw me. I couldn't do it. Month after month went by, and I would not ask him. Why? <sighs> You know, I remember, Amber, when you, when you spoke, you said, your heart might know, but your head. And, and my heart knew that I could trust the Lord and what he would say, but my head was all messed up. My mind was quite certain I had let him down. I had disappointed him. I was just this weakling that wasn't on assignment, that wasn't doing what... I was created to do. And so I certainly didn't want to hear from anybody else how much I had failed. So when I did finally ask him, which was just a few weeks ago, it hasn't been that long, um, he immediately showed me a picture of dynamite. Now here's where I went. Yep, I knew it. Short fuse, I blow everything up, I destroy everything. That's exactly where, I mean, in a split second, I had it all. And um, and he said no. And he said dunamis. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I know. Dunamis means dynamite. That's about all I need to know. I know. Short fuse. And he goes, yeah, I want you to have a short fuse. I want you to blow up the lies, the anxieties, and the fear. That's what I created you to do. And I was like, hmm. I was like, yeah, but I can't. I just don't have it in me anymore. I'm done. And when I'm saying that, I know, like I could feel at that point, I could feel it was a lie. But I didn't have the strength to, I didn't have the strength to, to do anything with it. 
because I was relying on my strength, not the spirit that was inside of me. And night after night, this went on for months. Night after night after night, I would lay in bed being tormented. And I've got my husband right next to me that I could wake him up and say, you got to pray for me. When I finally did sit down and tell him everything that was, because I thought if I tell him everything that I'm thinking and what's going on, he's going to pack his bags and leave. But he didn't. And I told him, I said, I just need you to listen. Don't try to fix this. Just please listen. And I just need you to pray for me. And he did. And many nights I've had to say, you cannot let me go to bed without you praying over me. You can't go to bed before me if you don't pray over me. You have to do that. And he would, and he still is. Uh, And that has made a, a huge, huge difference. What I would like to be able to do is just sit here and say, everything's great. I'm good. Man, I am walking in power and authority. And I'm not. I'm not, not quite yet. I'm there. I mean, I'm getting there. But I'm not going to... I just feel like it's very important for me to be completely truthful and transparent. He, he's taught me a lot. He's showing me a lot. Um, he's showing me things that I can't figure out on my own. Like that I just can't go, oh yeah. Um, he showed me a black train coming down the track really fast you know, steam or whatever that comes out of the stack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, he showed that to me. And I was like, what in the world does that mean? So thank goodness for Google. Because I just, I didn't have a lot of patience to sit and wait. So I just jump on Google. But um, there's some Hebrew word, I don't know how to pronounce it, but... Um, the usual word for that is force or army. Um, he had shown me the same thing with dunamis, strength and power and ability. See, he was trying to, he was truly, he's such a good, good father. And he was trying really hard to show me what he was seeing. But it was hard for me to accept that he was seeing that in me when there wasn't any evidence that I felt or saw. Because, you know, in my, my theory is, if it feels like it, if it sounds like it, it probably is, whether it's truth or lie. And that's where I was. I don't feel powerful. I don't sound powerful. I certainly don't look powerful. Therefore, I am not powerful. And he took me to Proverbs 31, because I do pray Proverbs 31 quite a bit. You know, like, Lord, maybe that Proverbs, not the part about getting up real early in the morning, but the, the parts about... Um, you know, being the wife and the mom that is described. And that word, um, it's C-H-A-Y-L-L, but in Proverbs 31, the word before it is E-S-C-H-E-T. I have no idea how to pronounce these Hebrew words. Um, But it's describing a woman of valor, warfare, and victory. And that this, this Proverbs 31 woman was a warrior. And to a Hebrew woman, moral excellence was a given, but to be a warrior was a choice. 
And I thought that was really interesting um, because over and over again, God has just brought the word warrior. When he brings warrior, I'll find something that somebody wrote to me, you know, a word that they felt that they wanted to give me. I found something like from 10 years ago or something. And I read it and I was like, oh yeah, that was me. That's not me anymore. And I just put it aside. Um, I find pieces of paper. It's my handwriting. I don't even know where they came from. I'll just come across it. And it said, warrior princess. And I was like, oh, no. It felt good for a split second. And then, no. He took me to 1 Kings 10, 12. And the word, I guess I I didn't bring my Bible. um, The word train in there was this C-H-A-Y-L-L, which usually represented force and army. And it means power and greatness and glory. And I found like a little blip that was talking about um, the glory of God manifesting in and through us, manifesting in love, hope, mercy, goodness, power, healing, deliverance, and salvation. What he showed me one day is, like, let's just imagine if you know, we're in here and something happens, you know, somebody goes crazy and pulls a gun and it's just mass chaos, but you see a police officer walking, you see him coming, he's in uniform, he's got his badge, he's got his gun, what does that bring? That brings like, oh my gosh, thankfully, you know, he's here, he's going to take care of it, but what if that police officer walks in, sees what's going on and cowers down and hides, and I feel like that's that's not only what I'm doing. I feel like there's a lot of us that are doing that because I've had so many people. God's just bringing people, not just women. It's men, too, and I hope Rusty will share. The other day, um, I, I think we were talking something about um, some taxes or something, and I didn't turn something in or I, I didn't do something that I thought I was or that she thought I was supposed to. And, um, and we kind of had a... I, I guess an argument about it, and um, I I went on to work. I actually had to get up early that morning to uh, do some sandblasting, and while I was um, actually sandblasting, I never really told anybody. I didn't even tell Brian, um, who I work with, sometimes sandblasting. But um, I was feeling that, and I and I'm a strong person, and I got a strong mind, and I and I I wouldn't even tell nobody this, but I'm. <laughs> I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it because I I think that people need to know that even some of the strongest people um, can be under attack from the devil. And I was I was doing the edge of um, one of the skids, and and the devil said, "Why don't you just shoot yourself and be done with it?" And I'm like, I have never had that thought ever. Well, really, what in mind? But he put that in my mind. And right away, the first thing I thought was, I, I'm not going to do that because I got too much to live for. And then the second thing I thought was to, like, get behind me, Satan. That's not even feasible to even think about. But that's what he'll do, even with the strongest minds that you have. And I'm not saying I have the strongest. I'm just saying that he will, he will come against you even if you're in a, in a good place because that's what he does. He comes to kill, steal, and destroy and I really wasn't going to share that, but Linda's like, eh, I think you need to. <laughs> so 
um, I, I just wanted to share that with you, and I, I don't struggle with any of that, and, and I understand if, because I have some family members that do. Um, so I just want to encourage you that, um, that it's a lot of times it's not always the way that, um, that you think it is. And then probably 15 minutes later, after we got done with the skid, we always go to the truck and get a drink and check our phone. And then I have a message on my phone where Linda's basically like a mile long text apologizing and saying <laughs> that it was kind of her fault and that it, it really wasn't me, it was her, but I probably had something to do with it. But that's the way the devil works because he he wants to um, tell us lies and just... And, and have us to be defeated um, because that's what he does. And, and it's really not really fair. But one other thing that I did want to say that, that Linda's been telling me for a while, and I already knew this, but she's been like on me about it, and that we need, we really do need to stay in the word. And, and the other night when we were um, talking and maybe studying a little bit, um, I told her, I said, you know, one of the things that, um, that really stuck out to me is that um, if we're not in the Word and listening to the Holy Spirit, the devil will come and attack, and, and he, will, he will send um, demons, or, or not demons, but yeah, demons, to uh, try to change your mind and try to change um, the way that you're thinking. And if we always... Um, keeping his word and think about the good things in life instead of sometimes just get so busy with life that we don't really um, actually be where we're supposed to be, I guess, is the best way to put it. Um, but Linda was right. She's like, you know, we, we really need to be in the word more than what we are because just early in the morning spending 15, 20 minutes is, is really not enough. But I know there's people that do things throughout the day, and I try to do that too, and we pray and, mm-hmm. and seek him. And, and, um, but if we just stay in his presence, that's, that's the main thing that we need to do. You know, I think we have just become a generation. We're busy. We're just busy, busy, busy. Our lives are full. We're taking on a lot. We're doing a lot. And you know what? It creates imbalance. And over the last three to four years, my life's really been out of balance. And then that's where, just being honest, man, um, time with God was the one thing that was easy to just slide away from. You know, a little bit here, a little bit there, a little bit here, a little bit there. Um, And, you know, Matthew 6.33, seek first the kingdom. Like, that just needs to be so, so strong in us. Seek first the kingdom. Then everything else, everything else is going to fall into place. And, you know, we know that, or we know that, but sometimes the busyness, the things that are on our plate, the things, the people that are waiting for us, the demands that are put on us, um, they just seem to be so much more important and and so much more necessary to get to, and so I'm uh, I like I like Smith Wigglesworth, you know he's my kind of guy. Um, but I was reading; it was actually Jaden had a book that he had gotten out of the library. Um, what was it? 
uh, I think it was from, I don't know, it might not have been in that. But anyway, he was saying lack of faith is due to not feeding on God's word. And I was like, yeah, because I haven't been feeding. Feeding, like, you know, big old six-course meal, that hadn't happened for a while. It was, it was appetizers. It was dessert. Um, not being willing to sit and wait on him like I used to. And is this him punishing me? No, absolutely not. And I, didn't, I never for a moment believed that, but I know my enemy. I know that if I give him an open door, he's in. And if I keep opening that door wider and wider, he's coming in. I mean, that, it, that's, just how it, that's just how it's going to work. So I heard Chris Valentine's, his book, um, what is it called? Spirit Wars. I'll tell you, after reading it and listening to his message, it, it honestly helped me a lot because you tend to think, again, that, oh my gosh, nobody, like somebody that's really walking in faith and power would never go through this. But then you, you hear about people that are really strong in the faith, strong in the word, and they're going through these attacks. And not that you, it just was helpful to hear that somebody, somebody with way more power and anointing that they're walking in had, has struggled too. Um, you, you start feeling less alone. But he had said, um, and Brian uh, Hibbs, I don't even know if he remembers this, but I had come to him and Jen for a prayer one day, and at the end of the prayer, he's like, he goes, I see a bomb blowing up. He said, but it's not a bad thing. I think it's a good thing. And I was like, okay, a bomb. Good, all right. The value that I place on the word being prayed over me or spoken over me will determine the power I receive from it. And I thought, that is, that's good. What value am I placing on the people that are praying over me, over our marriage, over our family? Am I putting value in it? I am, actually. That was one thing that I I cherished during this time is people praying over me, texting me, emailing me, you know, saying, we got your back, we're praying for you, we're standing in the gap. And I know not everyone here knows what's going on, and you're not supposed to, honestly. There's just going to be details of our lives that we're not going to share with everyone, and you guys shouldn't do that either, okay? Um, we have a very tight inner circle, and that's where most of our, you know, our tribe knows what's going on. Um, you know, on the other side of it, when all of this is cleared, maybe we'll be able to share more, but right now, you know, we, we, we can't go into a lot of detail, I think there's a lot of people either sitting here today or you know somebody that is struggling just like this. You don't have to leave the same way that you came in. You don't. I believe that the anoint we've been praying. I, I believe that the anointing is here. I believe that the power is definitely here to break off things. Paul didn't ask for deliverance. He asked for power and strength to go through. And there's just some things, you guys, that I feel like God's wanting us to go through. He's not wanting to deliver us from because there's, some, there's been a lot that I've learned through this journey. Wish I hadn't had to go through it. Don't want to go through it again. But if I have to, Psalm 23 is such a lifeline. And it's a good thing to remember because when we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, if there's a shadow, there's light. 
If there's light, his presence is there. Okay? There is nothing that says we are walking in total darkness through the valley of death. It's a shadow. His light is there. We're to cling to it, we're to hold to it, and we're to bring others through it too. So either you're sitting here struggling or you know somebody that is and needs to be set free, needs to have that strength imparted in them to walk through what they're going through and to come out. Yeah, you might have smoke coming out of clothing and it may be tathered, but you will come through and I'm coming through. And there will be a day that I sit here and I tell you how victorious I feel and how powerful the Holy Spirit is in me and through me, and that I will lay hands on the sick and they will be well, and I will open the eyes of the blind and I will declare. And see, I can say those things and I'm believing part of it. I'm just being really honest. It's not my faith in Him, it's my faith in what I can let Him do through me. Okay? My faith in Him and His power and His love is there. It's how I feel about me and what I have to offer, okay? If you let me pray over you, and I know we have um, a prayer team too, and I want Rusty to actually close this. If you come up and you let me lay hands on you, not only am I blessing you, but I'm blessing me, and I need that right now. And maybe those, who's on the prayer team? Chris and Teresa? And Carl and Sue? You know, do that for us. Allow us to lay hands on you because as we bless you, we're getting blessed back. So even if you don't want to do it for yourself, do it for us. So if anybody wants to come up um, during ministry time, um, don't, don't, don't leave without letting us pray for you. It, it's like Linda said, it's a blessing to us also um, because we love you guys and we want to, want to see, see you do well. Um, so if you're struggling with anything and you need something broken off, um, just come on up and we'll be glad to pray for you. You can leave here pitiful or powerful. You can leave here a victim or a victor. And you can leave here with faith or fear. And fear is only faith in the wrong God. Little G. Little G.